This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Assalamu alaikum, hello Allah, and welcome to Life Beats for the start of a brand new week. Wow, it was a huge two days at the International Government Communications Forum 2019 last week. So many great sessions, including the man who knows all about happiness. In fact, he is the CEO of the Happiness Research Institute in Copenhagen, Mike Viking, a super fun interview where we learned about why Scandinavian countries are always rated amongst the happiest in the world. And this is great. You didn't hear this on the air last week. We're going to play it for you today. He taught me and Amr Busaidi a lot of Danish hygge words. If you don't know what hygge is, you've got to stay tuned. It's the best. That's an extra special bit. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Pulse 95 Live from the International Government Communication Forum. Yes, we do have uh, interviews with game changers. And this man is somebody who uh, knows a lot about the game changing art of happiness. And Mike Viking is the CEO of the Happiness Research Institute, a Copenhagen based think tank. Dedicated to exploring how to measure happiness, understanding why some people are happier than others, and striving to improve the quality of life for people across the world. Mike, what a pleasure it is to have you with us here at IGCF. Great to be here. <laughs> Welcome to Sharjah. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And it's been super hugely uh, already. <laughs> <laughs> I love that That's you've already I mean. brought yeah, yeah. the hygge to the table. Oh, You're yeah. going to be hearing a lot more about this word. Um, I've been talking about it this morning. It, it's it's central to the whole idea of happiness. But, you know, first of all, tell us what how, how do you define happiness? Well... <laughs> it, it is a super tricky and difficult question yeah um, and it, it's one of the core questions we we work with because of course um it's very subjective it's very intangible so how do we quantify and how do we measure that mm-hmm. and um i think i'll be spending the next 30 or 40 years working on that question uh, it's also why i've gotten gray hairs mm. uh, even though i just turned 40 um but i think we sometimes mistake difficult with impossible mm. just because it's difficult doesn't mean that we can't do it and i think we actually have some good metrics and some good tools today that allow us to capture what people uh, feel about their lives but um what we do is we we usually break happiness down and look at different components so it's also what we do when we look at other uh, complex phenomena if we were to talk about the uae economy yeah we would break that down into gdp capita growth inflation, unemployment rate, and so on. And that gives us a language to talk about how is the uh, UAE economy doing. Mm -hmm. That's also what we need to do with happiness, Mm. looking at different components. So if we were to to measure Omar's uh, happiness this morning, of course, it's top because uh, I'm here in in the studio. But we would look at at how does Omar feel? I mean, we would look at positive and negative emotions right now. Mm -hmm. Are we feeling happy? Are we feeling stressed? Are we angry? Are we worried? Are we lonely? Um, and, 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 and that's part of, of happiness, how we feel yeah. right now. Yeah, Another yeah. dimension of happiness is how Omar feels about his life overall. So mm. When you take a step back, okay. look at your life, consider the best possible life you could lead, the worst possible life you could lead, where do you feel you stand right now? now yeah. That's a very stable measure mm-hmm. um, that is, of course, also impacted by how you feel from a moment-to-moment basis, the yeah. first dimension we talked about. Because mm-hmm. if you experience a lot of positive emotions on a daily basis, 
probably you're also more satisfied with your life. Yeah. But you can also have lousy morning. So the traffic is bad. No. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're late for work. Yeah. Uh, but you still feel happy about your life. Yes. So they're not completely overlapping. And then thirdly, what we look at is whether you have a sense of purpose or meaning in life. True. So do you have a sense of connection with your community, with your family? Do you have a sort of greater sense of, of, of purpose? Uh, which is an important part of, of happiness as well. So it goes back to Aristotle, who believed that the good life was the meaningful life. So that's what, that's what we try to do. Mm. We break happiness down into different components, different ingredients. Yeah. A, a rich life is, is hopefully a life with a lot of positive emotions, a strong mm. sense of purpose, but also an overall life satisfaction. And then if I can geek out for a minute, and so I, I know oh, it's yeah, already... I love this. You can geek all the way out. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love it. So what, what we like to do is once we've broken happiness down into the different bits and pieces, um, ideally what we like to do is we like to follow you over time. So we could follow Omar, we could follow Sally, we could follow uh, 10,000 people around the region for mm -hmm. the next decade. Uh -huh. And then we, we look at when different things in their lives happen, when people get promoted, when people are stuck in traffic every morning, yes. when people move to Sharjah from Dubai or to Abu Dhabi, how does that impact their happiness levels? Do their stress levels go go up? Do their level of purpose go down? Uh, what happens when things happen to people? What happens to their happiness? That's what we're trying to understand. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I have a question. They say that the happiest country in the world is uh, Bhutan. Um, Isn't I think it? it's, like, the, Sc always... no, it's the Scandinavian it? countries. Yeah. They're really? consistently at the top. You've got Finland at the very top. You've got Denmark, Norway, Iceland. What's the secret? You are Danish yourself. Yeah. What is the secret to this? Look, I can tell you one thing quickly, if I may intervene. Like last year, I was in Iceland and I'm telling you, yes. heaven on oh, earth. He didn't want to come I back. I was there. I didn't want to leave. He I was there for back. 10 days and I was like, listen, first of all, you have the best milk in the world because I drank like six or seven cappuccinos a day. I couldn't believe the milk was so tasty and the yogurt is unbelievable. Yeah, oh yeah. Then secondly, they have the, the cows are happy. The salmon I ate was like heavenly. Oh. And yes. and of course I had a lot of avocado cuz I don't know what it is there but everybody loves to have avocado with like lemon and like salt. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, is it a thing, right? Now you just you given away the secret. Ah. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. No, so, so, so you're both right. I mean, the, the reason why you mentioned uh, Bhutan Omar is that they have navigated with something they call gross national happiness for the past 40 years. So every political decision in Bhutan is based on is this going to improve happiness for our people or not? So, so they are actually one of the reasons why I work uh, in the field I do today because they put happiness on the agenda for the UN um, back in, in, in 2011. So Sally is also correct in terms of, of the Scandinavian or the Nordic countries. All of those countries are always in the top 10 when the World Happiness Report is published. Not just the top 10, the top four even, five. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And, and actually yesterday uh, was uh, the, 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 the new World Happiness Report came out, 2019. Okay. Again, uh, Finland, Denmark, Norway, Iceland was in top four. And then you had Sweden in, in, in seventh place. So the UAE are also doing quite well. Um, you're at the, the top place in uh, among the Arab countries currently in place uh, 21 yeah so, so that's well done so and, and as, as you're, you're correct in terms of of the Nordic countries there is a secret source up there there is a, a Nordic model yeah. uh, that is relatively good at converting wealth into well-being I think it's because you guys pay so much tax it is that you guys are happy it, it is actually it is part of it's part of it 
So, so the majority of Danes say they're happy to pay their taxes. Nine out of ten Danes will say are happy to pay their taxes, even though, and and brace yourselves, listeners, we pay f- around 50% of our income in tax. But we see it as an investment in collective investment in the public. We see it as investment in infrastructure. We see it as investment in healthcare. We see it as investment in education. So that means because we pay a lot into this collective investment in quality of life, there's simply less to worry about. There's yeah. less to compete for. There's more focus uh, or more time to focus on family, to what really matters, to what drives quality of life. So that's that's part of the secret sauce. Uh, it sounds like a horrible ingredient, taxes for, for happiness. <laughs> no, but it makes but sense. But it actually brings the dish together. You yeah. have to. I mean, it, you know, that has to be invested in somewhere. I think another part of your secret sauce is what we referred to just now, which is hygge. What is hygge? <laughs> I just love saying it. Yeah, yeah. And, and your Danish is actually really good. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Well done. She does really good, like you know, accents and stuff, impersonations. I'm just, okay. I'm, I'm just impressed with this whole model of hygge and hygge-ly. And we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna talk more about it. But I want you to kind of. Explain the concept to us. So, so I mean, Hugo has many definitions. I think the best short definition is the art of creating a nice atmosphere. Um, but perhaps it's it's best told with a uh, with a story. Uh, and, and and Sally knows this because she's read my book. Yeah. Uh, but I was in, in in Sweden a few years ago, and we had rented a cabin. Um, and it was December, so it was dark, it was cold, and we had been out hiking in the afternoon. Um, and came back inside the cabin and got into our comfort clothes and and we started a fire in the in the, in the fireplace. We had also prepared a stew, and and uh, we we got that uh, boiling on the stove and we were just relaxing, enjoying some 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 hot beverages and and uh, enjoying each other's silent company. And we can sort of hear the the fire in the fireplace and the, the stew boiling and. Just relaxing, enjoying life. Oh, I love and, it. And and then one of, of, of my friends said, "Could this be any more hugely?" Because that's the adjective of, of the, the <laughs> word hugel. Huh? And then an, another friend said, "Yes, if there was a storm outside, because hugel is also this yes. feeling of being sheltered from the outside." But it's these situations that we all experience, also here in the UAE, where we feel relaxed, we feel we're in good company, we have a sense of togetherness. Maybe we enjoy some simple pleasures, uh, some treats. Here would be dates or something like that. You just had one of our treats. It's called Lugay Mat. Yes, Lugay Mat. We, we introduced you to yeah. Lugay Mat. It was really nice. It's actually, yeah, it's, it, it reminds me of uh, <laughs> something we have in Denmark called Ebleskiwa, which, uh, I, listeners, I encourage you not to try and pronounce it because you will you will hurt your tongue. Uh, but but it's this <laughs> sort of sweet round balls we also uh, have. So, yeah. It just... I think it's across cultures. Any ball of fried dough <laughs> dipped in syrup it just has to be hoogly. Yeah. Right. You know, it, it just is just greatness. Right. And it's simple. Yeah. And and again, and this brings me, I think it's a super good point, Sally. You know, every culture has this. And, and every culture also have hoogly moments. Just because you don't have the word for it, of course you experience that mm. in the UAE, in China, in Mexico, for instance, I've been. Of course, there's hygge moments there. What is uniquely Danish is that we have a word that describes that situation. But of course, hygge happens everywhere. We are going to come back uh, with Mike Viking in just a moment. And Mike, I'm going to ask you to teach us some hygge words. 
<laughs> yes, this totally happened. He did teach us some Danish, and oh my goodness, Lugaymat. I think Lugaymat just by itself has to be like a word for greatness and huga. You know, if you know what huga is, Lugaymat definitely falls into that category. And Mike agrees when we come back, you're going to be hearing uh, some of the things that he taught me and Omar. It was too much fun. That's coming up next right here on Live Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Yes, and right here you're going to be hearing a bit more from our interview with Mike Viking and uh, him teaching us a bit of Danish, Charlotte and I. So we are talking to Mike Viking and he talking- is a Viking actually. <laughs> oh, you think about it, right? Was that by mistake or was that intentional? You never know. But he's he's honestly the moment he walked in. Are you really in here, a Viking? I am. All da- I mean, all, I mean, all all Danes are descendants of, of Vikings. But but you know, we it was, it was a thousand years ago. We were going through a phase. You know, we've calmed down. We've stopped burning down villages. Now you're just chilling and doing your huga. Yeah, we're just doing our huga now. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you're going to teach us some huga words, Mike. Right. All right. Right. Let's so. go. Amal <laughs> and I are going to learn some huga. So so there are, for example, Friday's uh, huga and Sunday's huga. Friday hygge and Sunday hygge. So Friday hygge might be, you know, you come home uh, in, in Denmark, that's where the weekend starts. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and you're, you're, you're exhausted and you're just gathering the family, maybe in front of the TV, enjoying some treats, maybe some, what was the balls called? Lugay mats. Lugay mats. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Friday hygge, right? Uh, and Sunday hygge is, is hygge that happens on Sundays. So there's also hygge boxer. Which Huga Buxa. Which we have to say these. Wait, Huga yeah. Buxa. Yeah. Okay. But Stalin's Danish is really, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I need to go. Uh, Huga Buxa. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> you guys are talented. Um, so, so Huga Buxa is Huga Pants. So it's your comfy pants. It's what you wear when you want to relax. Maybe you don't want to be seen outside the house in your Huga Buxa. So they're basically your track pants. <laughs> Yeah. Where's Hanny? Yeah. He wears track yeah. pants to work. Okay, we need to talk with Hanny about that. <laughs> no. uh, but but uh, he then, somehow makes them look cool. I don't know how, but he does. Yeah. Hanny can put He's anything like, these on. are so comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just wear yeah. them. He's because, just getting hooky yeah. with it. Yeah. So <laughs> another thing going. Oh, I love that. That was. That There's going to be a song. I'm telling you. You that. know, he okay. used to rap. I think you two uh, need to can collaborate. We, can we do like a yeah? Get do, it Na 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 Get a hooker with it. <laughs> oh, this is so cool. So, and and, um, and then perhaps hooker call, uh, which uh, is the, the, the hooker nook. So it's the maybe the corner in your house where you have some, some pillows, some blankets, and where you want to sort of cuddle up with a nice book. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's a hygge call. So that's part of the... Hygge call. Hygge call. Hygge call. Yeah, you really, you really want to... You know, it's almost a hard sound. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I think, I think perhaps that's why if you speak Arabic, maybe you have a, a, a easier time speaking speaking Danish because yeah. it also has that sort of harsh oh. sound. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. But you know, the, like I love in your book, everything has like a huga version of it. Even the way we spend money, I love this so much because you talk about 
you know, the, the, the Scandinavians, you don't just buy something that you really love. You wait for like a perfect moment because then the, the occasion associated with it is also hygge. Explain to us what that means. But I mean, I think you explained it wonderfully. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that, that's the theory. Of course, I also go out and buy stuff that I need here and now. Yeah. Uh, but I think for, for some bigger purchases, uh, yeah. like recently, I also bought a, a really beautiful chair, uh, a, a Danish-Japanese design, actually. Beautiful. And I bought it to sort of celebrate the publication of, of a new book I have coming out in the fall. And I said, I, no, I need a chair. I want something that sort of is a manifestation of that accomplishment it is to publish a book. Uh, so um, it will be delivered in May, the book will come out in, in September and then when I sit in the chair 10 years from now I'll be able to more remember uh, those days and the accomplishment it was to, to publish that book. So that's that's the philosophy. I love it. Amazing. I love the shoes by the way. I that, what, check out the shoes. It must be a hygge something for the shoes because <laughs> those are epic, you know. They look really cool. I was like wow man, the shoes are... There is something though, you know, about happiness because you study all aspects of happiness, Mike. There's kind of a little bit of a dark side to it, particularly with social media, because right. the more we compare ourselves to others or, or look at how happy other people are, the more it diminishes our own happiness. So explain to us about how that works. Yeah. Um, the theory is that you know we're social beings and when we compare or when we look at our lives, when we look at our satisfaction with our work, with our houses, with our apartments, with our families, our jobs, um, we, we make that evaluation, that level of satisfaction, also based on what do we see around us. You know, how is Omar doing? How is Sally doing? What are their apartments look like compared to mine? Mm. Um, so, for example, when we look at income, we can see that in a, in a lot of countries, uh, people care more about the absolute income than, oh, sorry, uh, care more about the relative income than the absolute income. Um, so, mm. so we are social beings. We, we compare ourselves to others, and that's why um, social media can have a negative effect on our satisfaction with life, because every time. Omar goes on Facebook, he sees you guys, you know, oh, look at my amazing wedding, and look at my amazing car, and look at my amazing vacation to um, the Bahamas. He doesn't even need to go anywhere. People just look at him and go, I just can't even. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you compare to that? But it's just, it's just a really tough yeah. contrast to compare your life mm. to other things, right? Because what happens on social media is, of course, that it's uh, edited images of a, a distorted reality right. that's not what right. people's everyday look like but but it can sort of um, slightly alter the perception we have of what other people's lives look like mm -mm. And, and that means that sometimes we can uh, be less satisfied with what we have in our lives yeah. than we actually should right exactly so kind of we need to let you go you've got a session today which is super exciting we're excited to see it and you're going to be on with dr david katz as well uh, talking about happiness and how uh, you know governments can can make us happier as well and suzanne as well yeah and Su she's awesome. in a different one oh. yes um but you know i want to get your last thoughts on what governments can do and what we can do every day to make ourselves happier but sustainably in, in, in 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> in a couple minutes. So, no, I mean, governments have a huge role to play in happiness of people. Yeah. You know, the policies we live under, uh, the cities we live in, they impact how we feel. 
sort of our genetics and the lifestyle, the choices we make, but governments have a huge role, an important role to play. We can also see areas that governments can impact, GDP levels, trust levels, corruption levels, social support, generosity, health in a society. That explains why some countries are happier than others in the world happiness report. Yeah. So that's also why it's, it's always such an inspiration and, and interesting to, to be in the UAE because you have a minister of state for happiness and well-being. Mm. And that is a lead that other countries should follow. Uh, so hopefully we will get one in, in Denmark one day because I think it's it's amazing what uh, her her excellency and, and her team are, are doing in that sense. Um, so governments have a huge huge role. We can also of course impact our own uh, well-being levels. Um, so get on Facebook. Well, that might be that might be uh, something, or at least consider how we use Facebook. Are we just using it to become jealous of what everybody else are mm. doing, or are we using it to connect with people we love? Using exactly. it to connect with people across generations, across countries, then it can actually be a, a, an enhancement tool for happiness. But I think the best short universal sort of set of, of recipe or suggestions you can give to people in terms of, of happiness and what people can do is do something active. Do something meaningful and do something together with other people. Uh, I think that's that's the, the easiest uh, advice I can give. And, you know, maybe me and Omar we do a rap later on <laughs> and, and, and throw some beats. I don't know. I don't know the lingo, man. But uh, I'm that, just that waiting for fun, this track right? to drop. <laughs> I'm waiting for this track to drop. It's we'll gonna play, be the best. You'll hear it. The premiere will be on this thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, Mike. Honestly, you're an absolute legend, man. You have to come back again very soon. On our radio station, not just to you know to charge us. Seriously, you have to come back. I would, I would love that. We would love that so much. It was amazing. So good to be talking to Mike Viking. He's just, as you can see there, it was a lot of fun talking to him. So he's got his book, the book of the little book of Huga, uh, the little book of Luga. Uh, which is very similar along, along similar lines uh, for happiness. Uh, that's that's the Danish word for happiness. And as well, he's coming out with their brand new book, which is The Art of Making Memories. So no doubt we'll be hearing more from Mike Viking. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.